Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. I have a lot of reading out of the book tonight, amen, because this is what it's all about. It's, it's, it's learning the Word of God. And, and, and the word that God has given me is this, what's God's purpose for you? What's God's purpose for you? Amen. So I want to start out with reading out of the book of Romans 12, 1 and 2. He says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Amen. You know, the, the key word here is being transformed. God is transforming us from the time that we accepted him into our lives. And that sometimes we don't realize what's going on and what's taking place in our lives until we get established. We stick around, stay around, not leave, not desert, not running off, not running away, but allowing God to do something in us. And that's one thing that I realized. You know, a pastor has always testified about what God delivered him from, and I've testified about what God has delivered me from, but that was just the start. That is just something that he started to do in us. But there's more that he wants to do in our lives because we've gone through so much that when we were out there in the world where we filled our minds and our bodies with the filth and the garbage that is out there and God has wanted to do is to transform that and take that away from us. In Colossians 1, 9 through 10, he says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, growing in his knowledge, praying for you. We're praying for one another. We're seeking God for one another. We're not... Well, as pastor said, not thinking of ourselves. But the problem is a lot of times we, that we want to do is it's always about me. Me, me, me. And God is wanting you to realize, no, it's not about you. God has already did something in you. He's already started something in you. But he's wanting you to realize that the person next to you or your family or your friends that are your co-workers need it more than you. He's already started working you. He's already doing something in you. But you need to carry that message on to them. Remember, you know, what we were like. We, we didn't know God. We didn't, we didn't have a walk with God. We didn't know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We weren't even close to God. 
I could think about when I was a kid and I would glaze out into the in the night and, and look at the stars and wonder where God was, but I didn't know who he was. But I still that I every night I would look out there and hoping to see something. But you know something? Now God has opened up our eyes to see and our ears to hear. We know who we can call on. We know who we need to trust in. We know who we need to put our faith in. In Ephesians 2, 11 through 13, it's therefore remember the former. Remember that formerly you were are, are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcised, which is done by the body of uh, human hands. In verse 12, it says, remember that, that at that time you were separated from Christ, excluded from the citizens, citizenship is Israel and foreigners of the covenants of promise. Man, here we were excluded as the family of God. Uh, you understand, we were excluded. We didn't have his covenant of promise. Amen? But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have seen and brought near by the blood of Christ. Here we are in Inheritors of the kingdom of God. We are now considered his family. We are now a part of the children of Israel. See, one thing about the word of God is we've got to understand. God's promises were to his children, to his people. But we weren't part of his people. We were foreigners. We were Gentiles. But God has called us to, into his kingdom of God. We are now part of the family of God. We were grafted in. We are part of that tree. We are part of the tree of life that God has given us. 2 Corinthians 3, 6 through 18 says, But whoever anyone turns to the who whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom, he says. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We have freedom. We have the Spirit of the Lord. But we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is, who is the Spirit. He is transforming us into his image. Amen. Each and every one of us. He's transforming us, our lives, for a purpose, for him, for his glory, for his goodness. You are no longer the same. You're no longer the person that you used to be. But you have to put on Christ. You have to realize that he's not wanting you to walk in that old life anymore. He's wanting to change you. He's wanting to transform you into an image of God. Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He's, this is what God is wanting for us. This is God's purpose for us. It's for us to be more like Him. We have to come to Him. We have to desire Him. We have to want Him. We have to learn of who He is. And we can only do that through the Word of God. You know, I, read, uh, I was reading, and it says, in the Old Testament, they, when they read the, the law, the veil was present upon their hearts, it says. 
But Jesus died to take away the law and give us access to the glory of God. We now reflect the image of Christ, which comes from the freedom that the Spirit of the Lord gives us. Amen? We have freedom. We have the image of the Lord upon our lives. And what are we doing? What are we doing with what we have? He's given us something. We didn't even realize it, but when we got saved, He gave us something inside of us. He gave us the Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the living God is inside of us. But we, what are we doing with it? Are, are, we, are we allowing ourselves to feed what we have? Romans 8, 9, and 10, 9 through 11 says, You who are... Who are let me have a drink. Uh, it's just that I have wrote down a lot of scriptures. I don't want to leave nothing out. Nothing out. But you know, because it's the Word of God that's powerful. The Word of God is what touches us. The Word of God is what shapes us. The Word of God is what shows us what we need and what we don't need, what we need to get rid of and what we need to have. You who, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, he says. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. They do not belong to Christ. Amen. you got to have the Spirit of the Lord in you. But if you have Christ in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives you life. Because of righteousness. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of righteousness, he says. If the Spirit of Him who raised Christ from the dead is living in you, He also raised Christ from the dead and will also give you life in your mortal bodies because of the Spirit who lives in you. you got to realize that when Jesus went to the cross, when He died on that cross and He ascended into hell, to take away the keys of death, hell, and the grave. The devil thought that he had won the battle. But one thing that Jesus had that the devil didn't know about was the spirit of the living God inside of him. We have to understand the word of God. We have to know the word of God. We have to have the knowledge of the word of God he's telling us. And without that knowledge, we, we, we miss out. We miss out of what God wants to do in our life. He's telling us we have that spirit, the same spirit that Christ had when he went to the cross is in us now. We can be complete. We can be whole in him. Galatians 2, 19-21 For though the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live I no longer live. Me, this flesh, no longer lives because of Christ being inside of me. But Christ lives in me, he says. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith. By faith I live. I no longer desire this old nature. I no longer desire the old man. I no longer want to do the, the nature, the things that I used to do. The natural things that I used to do, I no longer want to do those. 
This is what God has done in my life. This is what I've been seeing God do in over the 40 years that I've been serving the Lord. God has been showing me things that I have to get rid of in my life. It doesn't happen overnight. We don't get changed overnight. We don't get transformed overnight. It takes time because of how much we got messed up when we were in the world. But he's telling us we've got to let the world go. We've got to let the world and put it aside. We need to go on and pick up on the new life of Christ Jesus that is inside of us. We need to live by faith. We need to live by faith. We talk about real faith, real change and that's what God wants to do inside of us. When we have real faith we can see the change that the Son of God can do in our lives. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness could not be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Christ, if, 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 the, if the law was going to save me, then Christ didn't have to die for me. He talks about the law being read in the Old Testament. But you know something? They had to go year by year and sacrifice and atonement for our sins unto God. Year by year by year. But Jesus Christ, when he died once and for all, for all our sins. We don't need to keep putting Christ back on the cross. He's already completed what he needed to do on the cross. He already risen from the dead because God gave him the power by the Holy Spirit that was inside of him that he was able to raise himself from the dead because he had the spirit of the living God inside of him. That is what we have. That is who we are. We have the living God living inside of us. We have the image of Christ that's supposed to be our appearance. We have to have something to live for. And if we're trying to, to make our way out there in the world, see, the world wants you to be conformed to what they want you to believe in, what they want to tell you. Every day I read the news and the news and the news, and all they're trying to do is get you to conform to their ways and believe what they want you to believe. The scientists try to tell you this. The educators try to tell you this. The doctors try to tell you this. But you know something? The Word of God tells me that I need to trust in God. Trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. But it's 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 sometimes we we have a difficult time of listening to what God has for us. So when we read the word, we keep reading it. And we keep reading it because God, every time we read the word of God, it tells us something new. It shows us something new. It shows us something different. And it's the same passage that we can read a thousand times. And yet God will still use it to change your life. But if you're not reading it, it won't do you any good. 1 Corinthians 1.18 For the message of the cross is foolishness to those that perish. But to those who believe, they are saved. It is the power of God. In Acts 4, 12, it says there's no other name. There's no other name to be saved by. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given mankind to be saved but through Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the only one that saves us. He's the only one that can make us come back to the Father. 
He's the only one that brings us back to the Father. He's the only one that will show us the kingdom of God. He's the only one that will change our lives. He's the only one that will transform us. Romans, 6, Romans 1, 16 and 17 says, For I, was, I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. For the gospel the righteousness for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to the last, just as it is written, the righteousness, the righteous will live by faith. Our walk with God is by faith. You know, they, they couldn't cross over after they came out of Egypt because they didn't trust in God. They didn't have faith in God. They didn't believe in God. They saw the signs and wonders and the miracles. They walked across the Red Sea on dry ground, and they still would not believe and trust in God. But God is telling us that we need to live by faith. By faith. Each and every one of us has that seed of faith. Every one of us, when we got saved, and it's but sparked by the word of God. Something happened. Something took place. Something transformed in us that changed us, that delivered us, healed us, and saved us. It was the word of God, Jesus Christ. The word of God is what went to the cross. The word of God was here in the beginning. The word of God that was spoken brought everything to existence that we see today. But mankind is searching Mankind is wandering and looking through the through the uh, the universe and the, the solar system, and they're trying to find something, and they can't find anything. But they want you to believe that there's life out there. Yeah, there's life out there, but God's not going to show you life out there when you can't find it here. God is trying to get us to realize the life that He has for us is right before us. And all we have to do is listen to it. All we have to do is hear it. I, I looked up the most read book in the world. The most read book in the world is the Bible today. 3.9 billion copies were sold in the past year. What does that tell you? People could be searching, but if you listen to the world, you're not going to find answers, but they're looking for what God has written. Because, see, there's something about the Word of God that will change a person's life. Many of us were raised in religion, but we didn't know God. We didn't know Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. I went to Catholic church. I went to Catholic schools. I went to catechism. I made my first communion. I made my confirmation, but I didn't know God. And that week before I got saved, and I, I couldn't even step back into that church because the word of God that spoke to me says, what are you going to go in there for? If you haven't heard anything, that is going to help you and change you. This is God speaking to me that week that I got saved. The Word of God is powerful and sharper than anything, anything that the world has to offer. 
Ephesians 4:22 to 24 says, We were taught with regard to the formal way of life to put off the old self, which is being corrupted by the deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of our minds. Our minds have to be changed. And the Word of God is what transforms our mind, changes our mind, and helps us to understand what we need. To put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. In other words, put on Christ. Put on Christ. Put on the Lord. Because He's going to show us the true righteousness and holiness that we need to walk in. Amen? Romans 8, 13, 14. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put on, put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Amen. For, verse 14 says, For those who live, are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. God wants to lead us to be His children. His children. Amen. The, the last scripture that I, that I have here tonight a little lengthier. Second Peter 1, 3 through 11. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us to be His own glory and goodness. Though these, He has given us this very great and precious promises that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Verse 5, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities, increasing measure, increasing, not just a little bit, increasing, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Increase in what God has got for you, and you will be effective about who Jesus Christ is in your life. But whosoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Verse 10, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to conform to your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Man, it's amazing how God tells us that we won't have to stumble. We won't have to fall if we just listen to what he has for our lives. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. But I'm not done. I got one more scripture. And it's not up, not there. If you can, pull up Ezekiel 47. I'm going to start in verse 3 because this is God's purpose. God's purpose for us. 
And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits. And he brought me through the waters, and the waters was to my ankles. And again he measured a thousand, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to my knees. And again he measured a thousand, and brought me, to, brought me through, the waters were to my loins. And afterward he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over, for the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. This is what God is wanting in our lives, not to just just trinkle into the water. He doesn't want us just to get our feet wet. He wants us to dive and go all the way in. He wants us to live for Him completely and wholly. He wants us to be all that we can be for Christ Jesus. If the world wants to see who you are, they don't have to be told who you are. They should be able to see who you are. They should be able to see the image of God inside of you and outside of you because you're living a life holy and pleasing and righteous before the Lord. This is what God has for us. This is His purpose, is for us to be like Him. And if we're, not, if we're not doing that, if we're not even thinking about that in our daily walks, in our daily lives, then we're missing out on what our salvation is all about. He's given us something. He's given us a gift, the Holy Spirit inside of us. And that Holy Spirit can only move when you feel it. What are you filling it with? Are you filling it with the Word of God? Are you allowing that world to fill you? The difference to what it makes is who you're getting filled from or filled from what you're listening to, who you're hanging around with. It's fine to have friends, but if, they're, but if that friend that's in the world is convincing you other than what you're, what you're supposed to be, then that friend needs to be taken away from you. You need to walk away from it. You need to step away from that old life. When I got saved, one thing that God showed me is I had to get away from the, my old friends, even my own family, my own cousins, my old friends, because the nature that they had was the same that I used to live in, and it was all filled with drugs and alcohol and deceit and lies and, and trickery and robbery and theft and, and deceit. And God doesn't want that in our lives. He's wanting us to live a righteous and holy life and pleasing unto Him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Forty years, though. Forty years. And God's still not done. All right? We can think that, well, I, 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 I've gotten there. I'm done. I'm, I got it all together. You're fooling yourself. We all make mistakes, but we've got to learn. But he says, we will not stumble. We will not fall if we listen to what he has for us. He's got a plan and a purpose for us. He's having us cross over into this city, into this valley. And that crossover is meaning that he's going to give us something. But he's going to give it to you because you're going to stand in faith. Not because you're standing on your own qualities and, and, and who you are. 
Because if we stand on, on who we are, we're going to fail. We're going to fall. We're not going to make it. But God has wanted us to realize if we stand in faith in what God has for us, that, that when we cross over, he's going to give us everything that he wants for our lives. And what he really wants is he's wanting to see that city, that valley that's out here saved. The people that are there saved, transformed just as we are, renewed just as we are, delivered just as we are, set free, set free. That is his, his purpose for us. It's not so that we can gain everything that's out there. No, who cares about what's out there? But that's our problem is that we want to hold on to what we see. And one thing I, I, I was cleaning up and, and going through stuff, and, I, and, I, and this, even this morning it was trash day, and I had already put the trash out, and then I was going through some more stuff outside, and I went and borrowed my neighbor's trash can, and I filled up another trash can. Why? Letting go. That's what God is wanting us to do. Let go and let God be God in your life. Amen. Praise you. Praise the Lord. Amen. But you know, tonight, we finish this up. And yeah, I, I look around and, I, you know, I, I know all of you. I've seen all of you. And, you know, and a lot of times, we, you know, we, we say we're saved. We say, I, I have a relationship with God. But, you know, deep down inside, God says, really? Do you really know me? Are you really living for me? You have to ask yourself. You ask yourself, do I know Jesus Christ personally as my Lord and Savior? Amen.